Welcome to Driftless Drinks. My name is Mark. My name is John. And today we are doing the first ever Driftless Drinks Double Tap. What is that, you may ask? <laughs> well, we go to a brew pub or brewery, or we go to a really nice bar, and we pull a couple of taps and tell you all about them. That's right. So we're sitting here tonight at the Bodega in lovely downtown La Crosse, Wisconsin. Uh, widely known for one of the great beer selections in the upper Midwest. So, first beer on tap that we have is the Collective Arts. Um, what is this one again? It's their Hazy IPA. I believe yeah, they, it's called Hazy State, right? Well, it's a Hazy State, and according to uh, the website for Collective Arts, it's a double dry hopped IPA. So there's kind of a discrepancy there between a hazy and a, right. and a double dry hopped. Maybe they're double dry hopping their hazies. It could be. It could be. Well, you know, usually you only do this kind of thing in New England, but, uh, you know, who knows what they do in Ontario. Yeah, whatever they want, largely. <laughs> so we got a couple of glasses here, and they are very, very blonde. So we're staring at these glasses. They've been marinating here on the table for a few moments. <laughs> it takes a while to set this stuff up. Yeah. And as John said, it is, it is a thick blonde. It's not quite fully transparent, but it's uh, very opaque, I guess would be a good way to describe. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you cannot see your fingers through the other side of the glass. It's just, just golden goodness, it looks like. Yes. All right. So um, nose on it. Uh, yeah, let's give it a nose. Uh, yeah, stuff this thing into your face, John. Ooh, what are you ooh. picking up? Um, well, there's the, that grapefruity kind of flavor that we're used to out of these kind of things. That's, that's there. But that floral bit that comes from, a hop, from the hops, yep. that's, that's in there too. Yeah, floral citrus right on top, a pinch of grapefruitiness, or a lemon. I'm getting a little bit of a grassy note here too. Yep, yep. There's just a, it's just this nice little yeah. outdoorsy. It's, this tastes like a good summer day, really. Yeah, this would be amazing. Can you, if we're in a field full of wildflowers skipping and holding hands. Oh, aprons of flutter. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. think this is the, uh, this would be a beautiful picnic beer. Yes, it I would believe. be. That's what it smells like anyway. Oh. So I don't know. Should we get, uh, you want me to read the marketing on the label here, John, uh, while you go ahead and uh, take a quick taste of well, this Well, actually, I'm going to wait for you to taste. Go ahead and, go ahead oh, and read okay. that bad boy. Well, let's reverse it and uh, down the hatch. Here oh, I go. Oh, you're going to taste it first? Okay. Mm. Okay. There's not a ton. There's not a ton there. No. It, uh, and so one of the things in the marketing, and let's read through the marketing while you're still sampling here, John. Mm -hmm. So it's this hugely flavorful yet still extremely sessionable double dry hopped IPA made with 16 grams per liter of Amarillo, Citro Mosaic, and Centennial hops. Citrus and tropical fruit notes dominate, but it is also balanced with the smooth body that make this one super easy drinking IPA. Along that last line, I would say that yes, um, it is a very super smooth drinking IPA uh, as we go through the rest of what would I assume would be on the can, which we're drinking off tap. And I'm looking this up on Untapped right now. Um, 4.1 ABV, no IBU is specified. Yeah, I'm not. I'm on their website, and I see. I don't see an IB. Yeah, so very light session IPA, basically. Yeah, there's a little bit of baggage with it, though. I'm. Um, it's. It's not. It's not super light. You know where a lot of these, a lot of the uh, the summer beers, especially the ones that are dry hopped, you'll get the you'll 
They're not very heavy. This one's got a little weight to it. I, I don't know if I'm in for more than one or two of these in an evening. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's, not, that, it's not that lightweight backpack kind of beer. It's Okay. So you would rather be gardening? Yeah, I'd do okay. a garden on this. You know, I gotta <laughs> gotta work up a good sweat before I'm gonna go for for number three on this one. But perhaps okay. two is good enough. All we right. don't even know what these. This is like a good uh, summer, early evening, just getting a grill going kind of a beer. Like where you're not really gonna work too hard with it. Oh, I'd grill to this. But uh, it'll get you going, and you know, probably thoroughly destroy some meat on the grill with it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and that's the thing too. It's probably a good steaks worth of beer. Uh, you're gonna, if you got the grill going, soon as the grill is hot, pour the beer, then get the steak, put the steak on, and by the time you got the steak fully done, you're mostly done with the yeah. beer. So interesting as we go through these too. There's a, a nice amount of uh, lacing, not a ton of head when it came off the tap, but a good amount of lacing going down the glass. Yeah. Um, it sure does look pretty. <laughs> I mean, you got to give it style points. All right, so that was. Uh, I think we're good here. Is that? Are, are, yeah, I mean, you got anything I was going to see if I could this? just pick up anything else as we work our way through it. Um, I don't really detect a whole lot of a malt back to it, so I don't think it's going to change a lot as it warms up in the glass. Probably make a little bit more of the different hop styles used prevalent as you work through it. But not a lot more to be said about the body of the beer, to be honest. It's perfectly carbonated, very refreshing. Just um, not a ton in terms of gravity with it. Although I know, like you had said, maybe not as sessionable as a Peeber or <laughs> a Peeber <laughs> or a Miller Lite or something. Justin or, who? Right. Uh. But yeah. Um, I'm well get, done. I, I, I'm, I could enjoy a couple of these on a nice warm summer day. I, there's Okay, so b- before we leave this thing, I'm getting like a sure. little astringency in the background. Yep, yep. Are you getting that too? I think that's like that? partly as it warms up. Is that it? Yeah, it's. it doesn't come off and wallop you in the face, but I, I'm with you. It's there. Mm-hmm. It's not unpleasant in my, in my estimation, but I, I don't know where... What are you thinking? No, I think it's good. Okay. I like it. I like it. I'd, I'd have a second. Well, what maybe I, we will. I think we should try something else. Oh, you think so? I think we well, got to go. Well, this is the double tap, right? This is double tap. we got to go for number it's two. part one of the double tap. So that's the Hazy State Double Dry Hopped IPA from Collective Arts Brewing out of Ontario. Uh, not a bad not a bad offering, we don't think. At least no, I don't. nice choice for a uh, lazy summer afternoon, especially if you feel like doing a little gardening. <laughs> not much more. All right. A little grilling. Yeah. Um, so now, looking at the uh, bodega's uh, tap menu, if you will, we've got plenty of choices here. Whoops. And I see a couple sticking out. All right. We're going to take a little break. We're going to narrow this thing down, see what we come up with. Probably nothing, but maybe <laughs> something. We're, We're not- there's definitely going to be another beer head. There's another beer in this one. All, All right. right. So signing off on the... Uh, I can't even remember the name of what we just drank. <laughs> this is the Hazy State from Collective Arts Brewing out of Ontario, and I do not remember the name of the town. So there we go. All I right. Host, this has been too. largely a success. This has been, yeah. All right. Cheers. Cheers.
Welcome back to Driffle Strings Double Tap. We're here at the Bodega Brew Pub in La Crosse, Wisconsin, and we have a new pair of beers in front of us, Mark. Yes. So we went through the list, and they've got, what, 20 or 21, 22 different beers on tap here. Found one that uh, should settle us in for the rest of the evening. This is Central <laughs> Waters Brewers Reserve Bourbon Barrel Barley Wine. Say that all at one time, three times in a row, real fast. This is the 2016 version. Make no mistake, it is 2019. We are squarely in the middle of the year, and uh, Central Waters has released their 2018 barley wine as of this taping. So this one has been aged here, from what we're told from the bartenders, for the last couple of years, and they just put it on tap. So very cool we get to try one of these that's been aged in the barrel at the facility here at the bodega before... uh, before we jump into this, uh, do we have any <laughs> parting thoughts? Because this thing clocks in about 11.5%, at least that was the 2016 version. And uh, I guess uh, I'm looking forward to complete mind numbness after this particular offering. I have no idea what to expect. I have not had a barley wine beer before. Uh, we did a little bit of ad hoc research before this to figure out what it was, kind of have an idea. Thank you, Wikipedia, and all the people who make that possible. Uh, but this will be a new foray into this type of beer for me. And let's I gotta talk about the way it looks. This is just this beautiful, rich, red, mahogany kind of color. Yep. It's what I would it's darker than what I would say a traditional red beer would be, but it's completely opaque, except at the bottom. So they serve this in tulip glasses, which I really appreciate with a beer like this. But as you look through the bottom, it's like somebody dropped this beautiful little red jewel at the bottom, just has the lights catching it. Uh, There's this beautiful little ring of foam across the top, which is what they have for a head on this. So I don't know how the aging is really going to affect this, because I don't know anything about the style. Yeah, so this is, as John mentioned, just a crisp very dark amber almost bordering on magenta it's it's like a deep red yeah i get that uh looks amazing um like i said this one clocks in at uh 11 and a half percent and the interesting thing about this is that they've aged it here for a couple of years and i know i just talked about that but it changes a beer, right? And there are certain beers that you can age, and I think we've kind of gone over this in a couple other shows, and maybe we'll get into it in further detail later on down the road. But, yeah, man, I am really excited to pick this thing up and stuff my nose into it, which is what I'm going to do right yeah. now. Let's take a, sm- a good smell here. Wow. There's not much that okay. comes out of there. I get cherries right off the nose. Yeah. Just boom, get that beautiful pitted fruit kind of thing going. Exactly. I'm picking up just a hint of the bourbon barrel. Oh, yeah. And uh, a a pretty significant amount of booze and sugar right off the top, like heavily caramelized sugar. So, Um, yeah, if you ever been, so in a Thanksgiving, I, I don't know if you ever have cherry pie during Thanksgiving, but sometimes. We will do that where they pull the cherries out and you have the pie. And then the next morning, somebody's left the pie out uncovered. Yep. And you get that that whiff of it where it's kind of got that little gummy tackiness down at the yep. bottom. I'm getting that smell out of it, which sounds terrible, but it actually is. No, it's like a really pleasant. deep, boozy cherry kind oh, of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The nose is super interesting. 
Yeah, I could smell that. I could smell that all day long. Man. But. All right. So. So I was looking uh, looking this one up on Beer Advocate. I didn't see a mm-hmm. whole lot of information on the Central Waters website, which doesn't mean that it isn't there. It just means I couldn't find it in a pinch. <laughs> um, but the only notes available are aged for one year in used bourbon barrels. So. One year and used bourbon barrels. There you go. This is a one-year bourbon barrel used beer. A used beer. (laughs) Well, the barrel was used. The beer wasn't used. Oh, okay. No, we'll we'll go ahead and use that ourselves. So Uh, so far, so good. It looks amazing. It smells unbelievably inviting. All right. We got to go in for a taste. Wow. Oh, yeah. What you had mentioned with the cherries before. Boom. Mm -hmm. It is straight cherries, booze. Um, wow. That residual caramelized sugar on the back end. And there is a good hint of, I don't want to say astringency because that almost sounds like a dirty word, but there's a, there's a certain amount of hopping on the top end of it that leaves it more lively in your mouth, I think. Uh, yeah. uh, carbonation on this thing is dead on. It is smooth, silky. Wow. Yeah, that back end has got that little bit of that tartness, but the same thing you get out of out of cherries. This is not a cherry beer. I don't want to make that mistake. Exactly. But it's it has that wonderful, wonderful fruity note to it. It sure does. A bit of breadiness in there as well, going back in for another yep. go. Um, there is that, I guess I will call it an astringent note that it follows up with. Yeah, I don't mean that uh, in a derogatory term. But it, there is a bit of kind of like hop bitterness that kind of rides the top of your tongue after this one's washing itself down. Yeah, it's it, it's not as bad as like a super hopped IPA kind of astringency to it. I mean, it's nothing like that to me. But Absolutely yeah, I'm, I'm getting not. that I'm getting that little bit of a. It's like it's grabbing the the taste buds of my tongue and just kind of. Yep. S- it's the only place I have taste buds, but it's grabbing it and kind of squeezing them together like a little bit. Fingers on it. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, hey, you just had something important. Yeah. But wow. So now I got the boozy back end. The, that booziness is in there. Yeah. It's, yeah, I'm, I'm getting that for big sure. big part of the, not only the barrel showing through, but, you know, 11.5% is pretty formidable. The one thing <laughs> I will is. say about this, um, and I, I feel like we're using the the astringent hoppy notes as kind of a bad term. I don't mean it that way. It actually no. helps balance this thing out quite a bit um, because the the other side of this is that big boozy note with that kind of caramely breadiness. It's it's interesting. It's almost like um, like a stewed cherry wrapped inside of a light breading. And then that hop note comes in at the very end and kind of, instead of having this gigantic, like, breaded cherry bomb going down, it kind of, uh, kind of brightens the, uh, So, so are we talking about descent. a, are we talking about a, are we talking about a turnover? Yes. Yeah, a, maybe. Kind of a cherry turnover with a little molasses in it. Sure. Yeah. I think it, the way I described it was terrible, but the way no, you described no, it's no, fine, no. too. No, that's what I'm missing. <laughs> so I, I get this cherry turnover. You get this beautiful thing that got a little drizzle of icing on it. So you got maybe with a hint of brown sugar in that in that drizzle. And then you just put a little light sprinkling of hop sleeves over the top of it. Yes. There you hey, go. You know, that was perfectly worth it. Thank you, John. Oh, sure. Um, I can talk about food all day. Yeah. <laughs> The one thing I will say, uh, again, about the the aging process, and this is actually, I jumped off track before. It it. gave these time, 
to really kind of meld those flavors. I'd be interesting to see what it tasted like when it first, mm-hmm. when they first pulled it out of the barrel and bottled it. Um, I, I think all of these things together actually work really, really well. It's very interesting, yeah. if nothing else. Um, and I'm really having a good time working my way <laughs> through this. I'm curious to see what yep. it is when it warms up just a bit more too. But man, what a big beard. Yeah. really makes a statement. When you're talking about the aging too, the, one of the things that, that I've learned from you is that when you age a beer, the, the flavors aren't nearly as distinct anymore. Right. They kind of come together. Yeah. And that's why this one's a little tough to describe. And that's why you, know, you get the cherry of the molasses and a little bit of hops to it. But, you know, without being a cherry beer, there's that, that sweetness that you'd not want from a fruit. Well, maybe you do want that from a fruit beer. <laughs> I, I'm not looking forward to doing the fruit beers um, because I've, I've been bitten by that dog before. But this one, this one is just totally smooth and mellow. And I, yeah, I'm in. It, I'm, it's, yeah, I'm in. very interesting. Um, golly, Central Waters does such a nice job with a lot of these bigger and darker beers, especially. Mm-hmm. This is no exception. If you have a chance to grab one of these barley wine barrel aged ones, just go for it. Dive right into that thing. I'd be curious to see how the 2018 is right now. And I think maybe I'll pick some up here in the next week or two just to balance that out and see how a fresh one tastes compared to an aged one such as this. But really, what a treat to grab one of these. It's been sitting here for a couple of years after its initial release, and now we get to drink it two years later. <laughs> awesome. All right. So thank you, John, my friend. Uh, thank you. And we'll thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning in to our first Double Tap episode. Um, hope you guys like this live on location stuff. We're going to try to do this a little bit more as time goes on um, and just get out to places, see what they have on tap, get to places that exist in the Driftless or around the Driftless region, and really just see what everybody's uh, got on tap and what they're, you know, what they're doing with their beer menu. So yeah, and if you, if you got an idea uh, for us, hey, hit us up on Facebook, hit us up on Instagram. We're on uh, Yeah, let us know where Twitter. your favorite watering hole is and what they got on tap, and maybe we'll show up and uh, hang out and you can buy us a beer. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, John. Clunk. Driftless Drinks on location recording courtesy of HPJ Studios in Tomo, Wisconsin. Be sure to subscribe through your favorite podcast platform. Visit us at www.driftlessdrinks.com where you can comment on each episode. And if you'd like to drink along with us, hit us up on Instagram, at Driftless Drinks, where we feature each episode's brew a week ahead of time. Be sure and leave us a review on iTunes or Google. It really helps boost the show. That's all for this week. My name is John. My name is Mark. Be sure to keep a cold one handy for us. Cling. Cling. My wife used a frying pan and took a sounding actually one time. So, <laughs> how'd that work out for you? I don't remember. Good. <laughs>